InfoTrack continues. It's been reported that the U.S. has the highest total documented prison and jail population in the world. Is it worthwhile to try to rehabilitate these inmates, or is it a worthless academic exercise? Our next guest on InfoTrack is a nationally recognized expert in criminal reform and the criminal justice system. Sonny Schwartz is an attorney and also the author of a book called Dreams from the Monster Factory, a tale of prison, redemption, and one woman's fight to restore justice to all. Now, Sonny, this is a real personal effort to you, isn't it? Well, it is personal. It's personal to all of us, whether we've been inside or not. About one in three people is controlled by some criminal justice agency, arrested, convicted, parole, probation, and we're not even talking about those victims. You've called today's prisons monster factories, and you're right that our prison system today is in crisis. Why do you say that? Well, you know, I've had the good fortune as well as the heartache to work in jail since 1980, and I've seen the best of humanity and the worst of humanity. And the traditional way of incarcerating people is a monster factory because people come in already pretty damaged and have done some pretty bad things to themselves or to others. What do they do? The typical jail or prison, as we speak, they're sleeping all day or playing cards and dominoes. They're watching pretty bad TV, lifting weights or bleach bottles filled with water on a broomstick, pumping iron, so to speak, never taking the time to look themselves in the mirror and say, my God, what have I done? And how can I stop this antisocial behavior of mine and start giving back? So what they do is they're surrounded by like-minded people and pretty much the lowest common denominator of human existence happens because they're not required to go to school. 75% of the men and women we work with are high school dropouts. 90% are drug and or alcohol addicts. 90% report to be victims of violence or perpetrators of violence or both. 90% of our folks that we've interviewed and we interviewed people in an entire jail never held a legal job for more than a year. So you have folks like that who are really struggling and very damaged and when I was a law student, I worked with the grandparents of the men and women I see today. So we're talking about third generation of incarcerated people. Now, are they monsters? No. They behave badly, and they're surrounded by like-minded people. And as a government or as an institution, we don't require them to do anything but waste away and learn other antisocial uh, tricks of the trade, so to speak. So hence, the name of my book, Dreams from the Monster Factory, is that we are unintentionally creating more monstrous behaving men and women by not changing the climate of how we incarcerate people by making it a place for change and accountability in the best sense of the concept. With all of that as kind of a backdrop, you started a program you call Resolve to Stop the Violence Project, RSVP. Tell us about that program and how it works. Under the leadership of our sheriff in San Francisco, we started doing some really good-hearted rehabilitation programs education, substance abuse, recovery programs, parenting and the like, but we kept seeing people coming back over and over and over again, sometimes 10 times a year. I happened to be at a conference in Minnesota. I heard about this concept called restorative justice. Now, restorative justice is a simple, almost ancient biblical concept, which simply recognizes that crime hurts everyone, victim, offender, community, and it creates an obligation to make things right. 
what it does is integrate the voice of the victim and it requires accountability instead of the people versus the state of fill in the blank versus Joe Smith. Well, who are the people? Restorative justice brings the people in. What is it going to take to make you whole, Ms. or Mr. Victim? How is it that you want this offender to be held accountable? And so we came up with the concept of bringing in all the stakeholders, particularly the victims of violence, and saying, we have all these violent offenders in our jail. How do you want them to proceed? And what kind of program do you want them to enter? So we created this curriculum that is a victim-driven curriculum that really underscores those principles of restorative justice, offender accountability, admitting that you're violent, taking responsibility, giving back, hearing the voice of the victims. We have victims of a pretty horrific violence coming in to tell their stories as a way of empowering those men or women victims, as well as fostering an atmosphere of empathy. So Resolve to Stop the Violence is a three-pronged program. It's the offender accountability where men are in classes 10 hours a day, five days a week, learning how to stop their attitudes, beliefs, and behavior that fuels their violence. The second component is victim restoration, where we provide emotional and practical support to the survivors of violence and their families. And the third component is a community involvement, where the community comes together as well to invest in the success of both the victim and safety as well as the offender, because virtually all of them are getting out. So the communities involved in that, like for instance, we have the San Francisco Giants sponsoring Strikeout Violence Day as a way of raising awareness. We have high school classes, graduates from our program, men come in and talk about how they are now becoming the role models instead of the biggest thugs, and how young kids need to understand that being in gangs and being violent is not cool and is not the way to go. We're working with the Chamber of Commerce to help businesses hire ex-offenders, which is very provocative for a lot of folks. But wouldn't we rather have them be strictly monitored and become taxpayers instead of tax drainers? So it's a collaborative effort that's invested in the success of everyone who's been harmed by violence and to interrupt the cycle of that violence. And that's what RSVP is. So tell us about the end result of RSVP, because it's quite impressive as far as the percentages of success. Well, it is impressive. A man in our program, four months or more, had a 80% reduction in violent rearrest compared to a violent man not in our program. Does that say that it's long-term? It only will work if the men utilize the principles and continue to work at the program. And I'd venture to say it's a lifetime of work. They're sometimes still coming back, however, for drug violations and vehicular cases. But that tells us that the vast majority of violence is learned, and with a lot of hard, lifelong work, it could be unlearned. We've started in San Francisco over 12 years ago, and it's being replicated throughout the country, little bits and pieces. And a lot of folks saying, well... How can we afford to do this, you know, especially in these economic times? My answer is how can we afford not to? It's about $14 extra a day per person compared to 40000 to $85,000 to house one prisoner for one year. And that's with a 70% failure rate because about 70% of the people return to jail or prison. Crime and prison reform have not really been part of the national discussion up to now. Do you think there's a chance that that will get some attention on the political stage anytime soon? I think it's a matter of time, especially with our budget crisis. Every state is different, but there's some similarities in, in, in our state, in California, I mean, the prison budget is contributing greatly to almost bankrupting our state. We have close to $50 billion spent 
on our prison system with, again, people got to understand, with a 70% failure rate. That means 70% of those who are incarcerated end up returning within three years. Sonny Schwartz, attorney and author of a book called Dreams from the Monster Factory, A Tale of Prison, Redemption, and One Woman's Fight to Restore Justice for All. Sonny, do you have a website where people can find out more? I do. It's my name, Sonny Schwartz, one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z dot com. Well, thanks for spending some time with us on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.